Welcome to the Give a Purpose podcast. We talk, you listen. Streaming to the world and beyond, we will talk about all aspects of life. We will host a variety of guests where each week we will educate, motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Let's get started with your host, Mr. L.A. Welcome to the Giving a Purpose podcast, where we bridge the highs, the lows, the lessons learned through life's journey and filling in the gap. Yeah, it's your favorite host, Mr. L.A. Yeah, I'm here. Another Monday, another day to, man, talk to the people through our trying times and through this uh, moment of just different. Um, we have had highs, lows, and just kind of all kind of crazy things, but I'm here and we're just going to keep talking. We're going to keep the movement going. We're going to keep the momentum going and we're going to give the people what they want. So today I want to talk to the people about fears. Yeah. Fears, failure, things like that things that you are afraid of. Now, I know, I know, I know some of y'all are saying, aren't you a deacon? Like, yes, 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 I I am a deacon. Well, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. You're right, but our flesh does have it. Please understand that our flesh does have it. God didn't give us a spirit of it, but our flesh comes with fears. You know what I'm saying? Even if you want to take it there, if you want to go to the point where in the Bible you had Adam and Eve and, you know, when they committed that sin, that's one of the first things their flesh brought upon them was fear. It's like, I'm like, who told you I was naked? They was hiding from God because they were fearful. But anyway, I just want to um, just talk about fears and failure and just different things like that. Um, just talk about some of my fears. I'm going to be real transparent, real vulnerable. I'm just thinking about life and just taking that journey, man. I mean, I can be honest with you as a kid, I was afraid of everything. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I just came that way. Just, I was just afraid one of the unknown of things that I couldn't necessarily control, but man, I was afraid of a lot of things and I can go back to don't act like I'm the only person that started out this way, man. I was afraid of the dark. It was just something about just being in the dark, just black, just nothing going on. And just like, Oh man, you know? And I guess the worst part about it was, Oh man, I know y'all going to laugh at me. That first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, I said, I'm never going to sleep again. This is crazy, especially being afraid of the dark. And then when you do go to sleep, somebody can attack you in your dreams. Wow. Just crazy. Um, but Yeah, man. Just going back in the day, just thinking about things like that, man. I used to be afraid of the dark. I did not like dogs. Oh, my. Man. 
it's crazy. I just, I, I hated dogs. Forget that. I hated animals. Any pet you can think of. I'm not going to say anything. I wasn't like afraid of birds and different things like that. But like most pets, like if you had a hamster, you better be in that, that little uh, cage or anything like that. Um, I remember one time back in the day, my mom used to catch the Metro um, back in the day. And I swear it was this, it was this blind man and he would come with this dog. He had like a, his CNI dog was a German Shepherd, a German Shepherd. And it's like, we would do the same time. And it's like, the crazy thing about it is I could almost sense soon as we get off, he was going to get on. And I just, I could feel it coming. And I'm just like, you know, I'm clenching my mom's hand. I'm just like, I'm just anticipating this blind guy with his CNI dog that was a German Shepherd. Terrified. Oh my goodness. And then I know my mom, you know, she finds jokes in this a lot and she thinks it's crazy. So my mom used to always get this clown. Um, for me for my birthday. Uh, yep. I was that kid wasn't enjoying his birthday at all. Nope. And it wasn't necessarily the clown. I wasn't afraid of the clown. But he always did this little thing with this rabbit and this thing. Bruh, I ain't got time to be playing with no you jumping, taking rabbits out of your hat, out of the cage, out of anything. I'm literally at my birthday party sitting in the back. Like birthday boy coming back. Nah, I'm good. I can see you from here. Everybody else will just enjoy what's going on because what I'm not about to do is uh, join you in none of that. Shh, absolutely not. But what I realized that, you know, just through life, you know, trying to get over those things. Like I just I got to a point even with the dark thing. I just had to realize when I turn off the lights, the same things that was there when the lights were on. They were there when the lights were off, but it was overcoming that, you know what I'm saying? And just different things like that. And just understanding that I can do this because what I realized with like the, the dark and, you know, dogs and different things like that was it triggered a feeling. Wow. Tapping into something real good right there. Because that's a, that what that is what happens to a lot of us is that because of our fear, we get triggered by these emotions or feelings like that. A lot of our feelings and different things like that sometimes are triggered by fears. They are close cousins. They real first cousins. And I realized that because I was afraid, I would just have these feelings of I don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And we have these things that are always pushed on is these different type of fears, depending on how you're raised and different things like that. But I when I tell you, it would just trigger so many things that I I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go to certain people's houses. Not that anything worse was going to happen. It's just if I knew you had a dog or you had some type of pet that could get out, I was already triggered this emotion or feeling of something that I didn't want to do. And it's something I had to heal from. There's something I had to, to learn that I, you know, as I got older is that those things were happening. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I used to be like 
slightly claustrophobic. Like I could not sleep with like covers over my head. I would always feel like I'm suffocating. Like, man, now I'm going to be honest with you. There is one, um, one fear. I'm not going to lie to you. There's one fear that I still slightly have like, but to the point where I just won't say anything and I don't do too much stuff, but I do not like heights. I don't know what it is. I know now nothing like I'm in an airplane and I'm just like, Oh, I'm panicking, but I ain't gonna lie to you. That one time I went to Chicago, got into the, mm-mm. now at that time with this person, I was dating at that time and they were like, yeah, go out on the ledge. And you know, we want to take a picture real quick. I'm like, listen, y'all need to hurry up. When I'm first of all, don't tell me to look down because I'm not. But y'all need to hurry up and snap, snap, snap so I can get up out of here. Because what I'm not about to do is stand over here. Man, I remember one time, I'm not going to lie to you, I went ziplining one time. And I've, and the crazy thing is I've been ziplining before this this particular time that I'm talking about. So I went ziplining and it was cool at first. But then like the zipline place that we went to, like every every next you know little post that we went to got higher and higher. And that was one of the times that I think I talked to God the most. Like I was really like, we were like literally having a conversation in my mind. Like I'm, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm like quiet. I'm even to the point where, you know, you got the people working there and he was like, man, it's fun if you go backwards. And he was like, man, you're going to scream and blah, blah, blah. No, sir, I'm not. And he just like pushed me. And he was like, oh, so you really, really not going? No, sir, I'm just going to get to the other side and not think about it. And let's do those things. But at the same time, I know there are certain triggers and different feelings and different things like that. And as time goes on, I learn to, you know, face those things. But I understand that fear keeps me away from doing certain things. All right. And that's where I learned the difference between when I'm failing in something and failure. Like I've learned in life and as I become an adult that I'm not afraid of failure anymore because that was once a fear of mine. I was afraid to fail. That's why I was such a perfectionist as a kid. Like I would not knowingly, but I would practice stuff over and over again. So when I do it, it's going to be perfect. It's going to go the way. I do it. It's just like I was trained to almost like be a sniper, you know, as a kid. That's how often I would practice stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I just had this biggest fear of failing because um, just even through life with my mom, you know, the closest relationship I had, I did not want to disappoint my mom in any way. So I'm always trying to do like whatever, how she wants me to clean it. Boom, I'm going to do it that way. Cause I don't want it first. I don't want to do it over and over again, but you know what I'm saying? Just making sure it was precise and I would create these, these patterns and these rhythms and these things to make sure I do it over and over so I can get that same result. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure that everybody understands that you, you definitely going to have to face some of those fears. And so that you understand that some of the things that you're not accomplishing is because you haven't, you have not tackled that fear wall or that fear factor. You know what I'm saying? 
it's just crazy. Like even when I get to the point of one of the hardest things, when I tell you one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, um, and I've, you know, shared, you know, different parts of my life before. And one of the hardest things, you know, I ever had to do was, um, when I got divorced, man, when you talk about like all of the emotions and all of the things that you go through that, um, are combined at once, you know what I'm saying? Like fear, failure, all these emotions and everything at one time, like telling somebody that first that you told God that you made a commitment and doing things like that and something you did in front of your family and just, you know, that whole component. And even just the person that you, you said you committed to, it was just like one of those tough things. And it was just all these things coming down at once. It's just like, I would have these conversations with God, like, man, I'm disappointing you. And then I'm dis- disappointing that person that, um, that I'm with at this time. And I'm disappointing my parents. And it was just, it triggered so many things. And I'm just like, what am I doing with this life that you gave me? Man, I have to do better. But during that, that time and that transition in my life, I began to take ownership of things. I begin to learn more about myself and I begin to elevate and I had to change the perspective on the way I looked at things because of the fears and being afraid of failure and disappointing other people. I had to change the perspective and going through all that made me a better person, made me elevate my game, made me reflect on myself. A lot of people, you know, you know, depending on if they, how well they know me, they may say, man, you kind of don't, you know, sometimes not that you don't necessarily have an emotion or you don't have a feeling to things like, but you kind of like move past things kind of quick. And it's like, no, it's not that I necessarily move past things kind of quick. Well, one, let me say this. I, one thing that I developed, you know, through my 35 years of life, um, um, I realized that I self-reflect. So during different situations and different things like that, I take ownership and I take um, responsibility of my part whatever it is, good or bad, whatever the case may be. So therefore, it's it's an easier, not, I want to say easier because that's, that's, that, that's not true. It's a smoother transaction or it may appear to be a smoother transaction because I have those things. I do a self-reflection at least two or three times a day. So that's why when it, when it, when it comes to certain things, I can, I can, going to those directions. People are like, you're just so sometimes, you know, they're taken off by, they're like, man, you're so easy going, or you just have this like calm demeanor about you. And you just, just keep it moving. Like for me, if stuff isn't in a movement, then it's, it's, it's dead to me. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not, I'm not saying that you have to be sprinting at something all the time. Like, for me, some things can be baby steps. But non-movement is not good for me. Like, I have to, I have to be like, all right, not that I don't take time to, to do anything. But for me, even though I'm moving, I'm still reflecting. Like, I can't stay and sit in the mud and be mad that I'm in the mud and I'm getting dirty. It's like, all right, I fell in the mud. Get up. How am I going to learn from not getting in the mud again? How am I going to clean myself off? How am I going to be better that even if I do go into the mud again, I don't have to lay there and I don't have to trip and get all of the mud on me. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, it's a little sprinkle, but then I can keep it moving. So just you know, things like that. And I want you guys to understand that that all started with fears for me. All right. Just think about self-reflect about your life and think about that. A lot of things just came from like the fears of a childhood or upbringing or how you were raised or things that that's very important that we need to understand things that you were exposed to. Sometimes we're exposed to different fears and I think sometimes, especially in the black community, we're exposed to the one thing, to the to the wrong things. And some sometimes it's the right things, but sometimes it's not always the things to uplift um, things in our life. Like sometimes we're not exposed to having savings accounts and we're not exposed to buying property and creating this generational wealth. Because sometimes we have that fear of being great. It's funny because my coach used to say this thing to us all the time. And when we were younger, it didn't quite, quite make sense as a teenager. You were just like, we always just laughed it off, but he would always tell us sometimes, you know, you know, through the battle of playing sports and everything, he would always say, you guys are afraid of success. And we're like, what? That sounds stupid. But as an adult, now I get it. Sometimes we are so comfortable in mediocrity that we are afraid of success. Sometimes we may see, and it it may not necessarily be a bad thing, but sometimes you may see in your household or the family that you grew up, you know, it's okay to just get by. There's a lot of people that live check to check, like especially with this pandemic going on, like it messes up everything. And because we're so used to it, we didn't we don't plan for things like this to happen or just, you know, not even to this extreme. But we don't we don't plan for, you know, those bumps in the road because. We saw the we saw or were raised by, you know, our parents either being in survival mode or just fearful of really being or knowing what success looks like. You know what I'm saying? I knew, you know, I know my personal life, like a lot of the stuff. And like I said, I'm not saying anything bad. I have a great mom, but I know that a lot of the things she does when raising us was she did a thing, a lot of the things according to her fears. And it was, it was always, you know, I'm afraid you're going to do it. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? You know, there was kind of like mixed signals. Like sometimes she's always tell me, shoot, I got it tattooed on my chest. She'd always tell me, like, you nothing defeats a failure but a try. Like, try it. 
You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, she would always do stuff. And she was like, oh, I don't want you to do that because, you know, I'm afraid you're going to blue. You know what I'm saying? So it's like even when I wanted to try. Also had that that part of when she was telling me, you know, she's afraid for me to do it. So I would get in certain situations and I wouldn't do them because I'm afraid my mom's not going to like it or I'm afraid that she won't approve or. I get caught in, you know, the failure or the, you know, the thought process of making sure that I'm pleasing her, which is a fear. I'm just fear of moving out of the box that she created of not, you know, saying that she won't love me or, you know, I'm being disobedient or just different things like that. And those fears trigger those feelings. But. I want to tell you guys, man, make sure that you're conquering those certain fears. There's another level, man. Listen, I was um, I was listening to another podcast the other day, and I think sometimes we because of certain fears and not being able to being afraid to take risks, we don't we don't do everything to our full capability like we're like that. Sometimes like that, that toothpaste tube, sometimes we don't squeeze every little bit out of it that we can. Sometimes we look like, all right, that's a good enough. I can throw this toothpaste away. It's not. I just get another one. Doesn't cost that much, but not putting that hundred percent, not focusing and putting your all into things because we're afraid. I think that's what separates us from those people that are, quote unquote, what we see as successful. We are afraid to put that hundred percent in because we don't know. We don't know what we're giving up in that risk. And that's what it is. It's it's a risk. And we are afraid of because we don't know what that consequence or what may come from it. That's the important part. And I'm including myself in it. I do it all the time. But there's some things I just I got to do it. And that just comes to even with doing this podcast, like starting it. No clue where, you know, necessarily what I wanted to go. I know I wanted to be impactful, but there's a lot of instances like, man, I'm not sure. Is are people going to listen to me? Like, why would they listen to me? <sighs> Maybe I should just. And then you almost get sometimes I almost get caught into trying to be mediocre and not pushing the envelope. Sometimes you just got to take risks, not worry about what other people say. Do what you do and do what you know is right. And that's all you got to worry about. I pray before I, I get, I touch this mic to make sure that I'm being impactful and making sure that I'm doing what I set out to do. I have no choice but to give a hundred percent. Shoot. We out here. I need to give 120 I can't say I don't have the time. That's not true. I've been awarded that time. So I'm going to make the best of it, man. So just make sure that we understand that we are not operating in fear and our past failures. What I realize right now is my failures are just extra tries for me to get it right. That's all it really is. Failure is just. Um, lets me know that I have another opportunity to give it a hundred percent and to create that momentum. So when obstacles do come, 
I can just crush them. That's what we got to get into, man. That was a lot we did today, man. I thank you guys for listening. Please make sure if you're listening to on Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe, leave a review. Um, Make sure you guys go check out the IG page, giving underscore a underscore purpose underscore podcast on IG. Make sure you check out um, my personal page, Mr. L.A. underscore two. Also, today, 6 p.m., please check me out. IG live with my friend um, Tristan Marsh. We're going to do our mental health Monday just to make sure people are doing well through uh, this pandemic. And even when we get out of it, we still going to do it because there's going to be a lot of recovery going on. Um, Make sure you guys let me know if you have any questions. You can also hit me up on giving a purpose podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions um, for us, for the mental health, if you have any questions for me, are there any topics you want me to discuss? Also, if you want me to be a part of your podcast, you can hit me up at that same email address at giving a purpose podcast at Gmail. Um, if you need me to come speak, um, I also do that. And this is just another outlet just to make sure that my speaking and is good and that I'm being impactful. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Make sure you live on purpose and live in purpose. This is your boy, Mr. L.A. Peace. You've been listening to the Give a Purpose podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.